are back with Funny Girls Podcast. And today we have a super special guest. Super, very important special guest today. Funny Girls ASMR. <laughs> I think I think we just heard someone come in a little early. Who, who might that be? This is Funny Girls ASMR with not funny girl, Tori Chancellor. Hell yeah. Tori's actually our number one listener. Yeah. We got her in. I actually won a contest, which is how I'm here, because I listen to the podcast the minute it drops. We are very, very excited for Mrs. Tori Chancellor. This is episode eight of Funny Girls Podcast, and we have Tori Chancellor as the guest this week. Thank you so much for having me. This oh my is, God. I'm we in are presence. thrilled. Number one fan. We are your number one fan. I'm your number one fan. I'm in the presence of celebrities. Like, I mean, my hands are shaking. I'm sweating. I forgot to put on deodorant. So. Listen, it'll all happen. We'll, we'll, you know, you'll feel relaxed once we get a couple of minutes in. You know, it can be scary to uh, be in the presence of us at the beginning. We're intimidating sometimes. Other than the fact that you guys also were together yesterday eating pasta salad. So, and I was really hungover, but... I, I was really not, and I was really having the we time having, of my actually, life. We were on the opposite sides of the spectrum yesterday. Tori comes in, like, we're obviously, we're like, you know, she's enjoying pride and whatnot. Has, like, a, a, gay few, has a few cocktails, a little drink, and I am on death row. I mean, like, you guys definitely have experience, like, being the only person that's absolutely intoxicated, like, in a group of people because you're celebrating one thing and, and like, no one like, else is. Yeah. It was me at, like, our get-together yesterday. I'm sorry, was... wait. Weren't you at Pride? Like, wasn't everybody <laughs> celebrating? Why were you the only one at West Hollywood Pride celebrating Pride? Untrue. Let me break it down for you. Having a great time at the parade, uh, saw Jojo Siwa, gay Ooh. icon. Do we agree that Jojo Siwa is the Ellen DeGeneres of Gen Z? Wow. Hot take, and I don't disagree. How do you feel, Elena? I definitely don't disagree with that. We are 30 seconds Cool, so we're podcast. confirming that. We're confirming that. Jojo Siwa, she was breaking it down with her on-again, off-again girlfriend at the West Hollywood Parade. No way. You heard it here first. And by breaking it down, she was she had a handlebar on the float that she was grabbing onto, twerking. Oh, my God. Twerking for three miles straight. Where was it again? Like through Santa, Mo it Santa goes, Monica? It runs on Santa Monica Boulevard through West Hollywood. I saw there was like a Cardi B moment yesterday. Did you see Cardi? Okay, are you ready for this? Let me break down the Cardi B moment. So the parade is halted. We don't see a float for 15 minutes. And it's me and the people I'm with. Who's running the shit? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Janelle Monae was the marshal and she clearly wasn't doing a good job directing traffic. So we're like, where are these people? And I get a text from our friend saying, we just saw Cardi B. Like, where are you in, in relation to that? I'm like, I don't fucking know. Like, I, th there's been no one for 20 minutes. It's like you're like your friends see you like walking down holding hands with Cardi B. Exactly. It's me. That's me. I <laughs> like somehow... the anticipation to be big. They're like, you well, know what? Stop it for 20 minutes. Nobody walks so that they get really stressed. And who the fuck comes out? Cardi Bizzle. And Tori. And, B. <laughs> and me. We're debuting as Cardi B's girlfriend. So what's crazy is like what we're like joking about is like not that far off, which is she's on a float with like drag queens and I see her like from the distance and I'm like okay first of all why is that float moving negative five miles an hour here's why she's promoting whipped is whipped her drink brand I, I haven't done any uh follow-up research and I probably should she's literally I think has like a can of whipped cream and she's just physically distributing like whip shots into people's mouths gaze the gaze the gaze mouths so let me paint a picture for you she's got the whipped can She's stopping so many times to just find a gay, open their mouth. Find a gay. Find a nearby gay. Where's the closest gay? Where's the, so many. Everywhere. There were so many. So 
She just was like, that's what the delay yeah. was. We had a 20 minute break in the parade because Cardi B had to dole out shots. That's impressive though. I feel like Cardi B is someone that would make me hype in a pride situation. Also, I think she had like a rainbow wig on, didn't she? I think she was wearing a white wig with like beautiful like highlights. I don't know. That's an ally. That's an ally. We love, we ally. St- all stand allies. That's an ally. Cardi B. She's I, well, I'm so happy that you got to go to Pride. I feel like it's interesting because this is the first year that there's a difference between the West Hollywood Pride and a Los Angeles Pride, right? And as a gay, I couldn't tell you what those differences are. Like, this is the first year they've ever split the parade. And I feel like I should be more knowledgeable. But yesterday that happened was the real one. That's like... Yeah, like the OG. Yeah, like the that's real the OG. One. That's the one. Well, didn't Chris- Christina Aguilera perform somewhere? No, she's performing next weekend. Oh. At LA Pride. See? Okay, downtown. so she's doing LA Pride. Oh, I just said I didn't know anything. And I guess I do. Tori! <laughs> Tori, I'm like Don't the kid that like is like, oh, I didn't, I didn't get an A on the test. I failed. Are you the person who got like a 94 and was like, <sighs> no, no, I was the girl saying I failed, I failed. Oh my god, and got a 64. Like, okay, so, so you were like, same, 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 same. Correct. Yeah, like, we like when it aligns. Because you're just because you'll you'll get a test back and you're like, oh, you know, it's Friday. So I got Saturday and Sunday to like get over the fact that I failed the test on Friday. So by Monday, I'm feeling good again. You get like a 59. You're like hard to come back hard to go someone in the back's like a fucking 88 i'm like shut up joey god i don't know and it's just i that was my first like run in with people whose anxiety specifically annoyed me like i want to be pretty kind to everybody that have mental illness me included me included a mental illness haver i'm really kind to myself but i just remember like you're like i want to be kind but i cannot be kind (laughs) i'm working on it and that's funny girls asmr i'm working on it we're gonna we're gonna jump into some classic question Fun interview question. Tori, when have you bombed in life? As a Taurus, I fall asleep many nights, like self-flagellating a lot about like the times I've bombed. That's like a hallmark trait is like the Taurus is going to. Just we love a strong able. Taurus. We love yeah, a strong it's Taurus. A I'm, I'm a Taurus sun and moon. I'm a Taurus rising, I think. Like I'm coming into a being a Taurus. That's what I've been told. You're coming into Taurusism. Helena, you yeah. sound like you know so much about astrology. Tell me more. You did know that. I don't know if I've said this to you, but there was the reason I moved to L.A. was an astrologer told me that my sun line is in L.A. Can you tell me what that means? It, it's like she just said, your sun line's in L.A. I think you should move there. I still don't really know what it means, honestly. But she just said you'll shine more there. I was like, you're really taking the term sun? She was she just like didn't know what she was talking about. She's like shine, sun, yellow. We're yellow. Good luck. Do you know it's one of those things where like, it's not that I'm anti-New York, but I, I do just, how, whatever it takes to get you here, I just applaud the rhetoric, yes. okay? Like, you, I, I think that that's a great way to just, even if, if we don't believe it, I believe it. But even if you don't believe it, getting here to LA. Also, there's obviously the app CoStar, but if you're really deep in the spiritual community, CoStar is like the worst app to use. You get like so much shit for it. Well, and do you know what CoStar is? CoStar was invented by like Brooklynites who like did like an AI programming. So it's like not an Wait, what? I didn't even know yes. that. It is an, it, that's why I get this weird ass shit. Let me tell oh, you about a low time yeah, in wait, my life. Please. As a mentally ill person. <laughs> Had a really bad break last fall where at the end of the line, I was diagnosed with PMDD, which is pre-menstrual dysphoria disorder. Gnarly PMS on steroids. <laughs> Bad. Sorry to laugh. No, laugh, laugh, please. God, because I wasn't laughing. We on both this have day. it. PMDD gang. PMDD girl. gang. You too. Oh my yep. God. You were the person who flagged it for me, and so I like went to my doctors and was like, hey, "You're like you fucking crazy." I've been I've been charting every month. I've been bleeding, and like the two weeks leading up to it, I make some pretty irrational decisions. <laughs> like 
like, I don't know, just bad outbursts. Like just, and it's like, you know, I joke that I only need therapy like 50% of the time. And the 50% is when, you know, eggs are getting released into the uterus and my uterus is not doing a good job protecting me from the hormones. All that is to say, have a really low moment like last fall. Like had, like went to a great party. Also, it was Lorena's birthday. Went to a beautiful party. Just had like a mental break in the party. Like left was like just feeling so low the next day. So low that I was just, I didn't know what to do about it. I have never been like a, like a suicidal person. I've never gotten to that point. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, man, this is despair. Like this is rock bottom. Yeah. Ding, ding, co-star pops up on my phone. It's like 10 a.m. I'm like feeling just the worst I've ever felt in my life. Co-star says, listen to jazz. <laughs> Could you imagine? I literally love that so much. I would, I would throw my phone against the wall. Um, I would have thrown my phone. I took a moment and I was like, you're like, why are you mocking jazz? me? <laughs> you're like, uh, it wouldn't hurt. You know, <laughs> I even put on the jazz that had like this, like the scat in it. They're like, I can't do Wait, that. so how quickly from the notification did you put jazz on? Um, I shed a tear and then put the jazz on. I was low. Actually, that's, that's fucking hilarious. But my friend, she also like, we were like going through like our, you know, astrology and everybody had these interesting things. And we all like looked at our co-stars and she's like, Oh my God, I want it down. Like she just like never looked at astrology and it was like suggestions. Eat more veginase. <laughs> Not the veginase. <laughs> Write it. Not the veginase. She's like, I do eat a lot of mayonnaise, but how do they know that? Is it, that's how it's pronounced, by the way? Veganase? Or veganase. I call it veganase. I'm always ready to be proven wrong. So I'm like, have I been saying veganase like this whole time? (laughs) I love how it's in your rhetoric. It's like gif or jif. She's like, it's veganase or veganase. Veganase. (laughs) Okay. Vaginaase. Circling back. (laughs) When have you bombed? I bombed about three weeks ago. Just got a new job. I think my boss is a very cool guy. Mm -hmm. Um... And I actually got to meet his wife for the first time. And his wife is an actress who is like pretty prolific in the, in the comedy sphere right now. Like I won't name names, but she's like ubiquitous. And I feel like every hot comedy show, like there she is like Mm. killing the game. And I got to meet her. And it's funny where Lorena and I used to work at Brillstein, like we repped Brad Pitt. Right. Mm -hmm. And who's that? You know, have you heard of him? I didn't know him either. Embarrassing when I got there. Like I didn't know. The only but, time that he came to Burleson, I had a pajama shirt on. Yes, I wore a pajama shirt once to work. Lorena has told me this story 15 times. She still, she thinks about this every day that she wore a pajama shirt the day that Brad Pitt came in. It stained my memory. But to your point, I have like good nerves of steel at this point where like I see Brad and to be honest, like this is like a not um, policed reaction. I look at him and I don't feel a pulse racing. I don't feel anything. It's like mm-hmm. that to me is a guy. Maybe this just sounds like protect, like, or I don't respect him, which is untrue. No, I just his body of work does not speak to me as an artist. Right? <laughs> have you told him? You know what? I should have. I actually should have been like, "Hey, Brad, like, you get me coffee." I think that's how this exchange should work in the hallway. You get me coffee. And honestly, I think I, if I like didn't have a job at stake, I think I would have tested that out because I really, I like don't shake. I don't feel anything. Yeah. Conversely, if there's a person who I really just respect the hell out of in the yeah. comedy sphere, there's like a little bit of handshake there's definitely some voice wavering yeah the thing i really fuck up the most is i can't handle dead air 
it's just like there has to be like noise or like someone has to be speaking right like it's it's just the nervous babble I don't look like I'm the kind of girl that watches the Kardashians but um I by TikTok by way of TikTok all those moments have been pushed out to me like you know their show everybody's got like a Kardashian moment that lives rent-free in their heads mine is the one where Kendall and Chris are talking at the pool and Chris is like oh my god cute jeans and Kendall goes you're cute jeans <laughs> and Chris goes I don't even remember what she said, but she, it was just the back and forth of like, what do you mean? She's like, like I'm cute jeans. Yeah, like, I'm, cute, yeah. I'm cute jeans. And Kendall goes, what is it? Yeah, you're cute jeans. I don't know. The <laughs> misunderstanding, I love him. I love a misunderstanding moment. So that's the moment that I always think of where it's just like cute jeans. Funny. I go, I meet my boss's wife who admittedly I'm like a, a little bit shy because it's, I really do like, it's just one of those levels yeah. of respect where like, I'm just not able to like really push through in the moment. I'm doing pretty good. I like walk in to meet her and I'm wearing my favorite hot ass pair of jeans from Old Navy. Mm -hmm. um, they're, they just really hug my bod. And she looks at me and she goes, oh my God, cute jeans. And before I fucking know it, I go, you're cute jeans. No. no. She's wearing black coveralls. <laughs> and I just see a flash across her face and she goes, I'm not wearing jeans. And then I just, my mind just like, if that is a bomb. I'm sorry, that's girl. A, oh, oh, it gets worse. I mean, because I just can't, I know what happened in the moment and I want to autocorrect so fucking bad that I'm like, K -k -k -Kard Kardashians, K you know, like rep, like reference. And then we just all moved on as a group. That's, that's <laughs> the word. I fucking hate when right. people just make you feel uncomfortable. But she didn't. It was me. Yeah. It's just I can't have silence. So it's just yeah. the fact that she didn't immediately understand. I start just trying to like launch into an explanation. Yeah. As I'm, and then I paint myself as someone who watches the Kardashians frequently. <laughs> not a fan. Gotta say. I'm not a fan. Did she look down at her pants before she said that she did not like that she wasn't wearing jeans? I think she jeans. did. She yeah. did a quick. I would like, have had a moment where I'm like, am I wearing am jeans? I wearing jeans? But the thing is, it wasn't even like, hey, in this moment, I'm trying to make a reference. I just hate that my intrusive thoughts are so bad. No. That that's what was top of my mind. You're cute jeans. I actually think your wit is high because you're like able to think quickly of like that reference. I think that's just it's a true. sign of mental illness. <laughs> you know what's really annoying? The, the whole like curation of your TikTok for you page sometimes is a personal attack. Tell me the time you were attacked. Um, almost every day. I'd say that I use the app. But um, specifically for the reason that I, you know, I've been single for at this point, what, like five-ish years. All I get is like proposals and like surprises where they come and like, oh, babe, so, so excited to see. And I'm like, listen, I love, 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 love. But I would love a little bit more puppies and food. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. The t if I feel like sometimes I'm like, why are you forcing this down my throat? So is that better than my dilemma, which is so if TikTok thinks like you are about to be like proposed to or you've got a boyfriend that's like doting on you, mine thinks I'm ready to be a mom. Have you seen that girl where she predicts like influencers baby names, like what they're going to be? It's no. like it's a whole thing. So I'm like in on the baby name drama of like oh these God. random white wealthy women who were having babies and like that baby's name is going to be River Phoenix. <laughs> like... <laughs> But you're like so in it and then you start like predicting names. You're like, no, it's Chris. Like, That's what it is. That's what it is. It's like this girl. I love this girl. We should look up her account. She goes through like and finds evidence of like th the baby's name is going to be Wreath River Lark. Does she Moonshine. get it right? Like is she correct? She's right so many times. She'll narrow <gasps> no. it down to like five names. What? Lark Larkin. Patricia. Oh, so she might be Namaste. a Namaste. 
like just the random but it's like if you're like psychic it's like the worst kind like imagine if it's your only skill it's like predicting names like you've been blessed with this crazy skill and it's like oh river i know insert stein (laughs) river stein (laughs) and i don't know this river stein i'm just i like that a lot i don't know why i don't know if you guys are following like just baby name trends i don't think any of us are quite there yet but it's like there's like new waves of popularity for instance the ones right now are like Oh, this is Homestead Core. Have you heard of that? No. Homesteaders like in Minnesota. So like these Homestead Core baby names are Helen, Juniper. What are some classic old people names? Old people names coming back, by the like way. Like Bobby. Gertrude. Gertrude. Homesteader classic. Wait, what? It's yeah. coming back? Coming back. Oh. Phyllis. My mom's name is Phyllis. Phil- is it coming back? Phyllis. I got to tell her. You got to tell her. Phyllis I got to tell her. Back. Phyllis is coming back, You heard baby. it here first on Funny Girls. Phyllis is making a rise in the ranks. <laughs> I got it. Got to call her with the big news. So you came here to West Hollywood from Alabama. I did. Isn't that shocking? Is it shocking? It's probably not surprising. My question is, how did you realize you were L.A. talented that you're like, OK, I can make it. I can make it in L.A. versus maybe in Alabama. It's a smaller pool, like big fish, small pond. You know, you're totally right. <laughs> That's the answer to my question. You're right. What's funny is we're sitting here and you're like, how do you believe you're LA talented? I think the answer is, it's not that I don't, it's that like it hasn't <laughs> happened yet. So okay. it's like, I am doing that thing where it's called fake it till you make it. Oh yeah, and girl. And that's my philosophy. Aren't we all snaps to that? If you show up and act like you're supposed to be somewhere. Act like you've been there before. It's one of my favorite things. Success will, is going to come. Even though I totally don't. I never do. It's the best I advice like you can I've dish I've never out. been there before. Always. You walk in, you're like, oh, where the fuck am I? (laughs) That's me every morning. (laughs) You're in Alabama. What made you make the decision to come to LA? I knew I wanted to move to West Hollywood from Alabama when I was, I was probably very young. I was one of those kids that like didn't have career aspirations, if that makes sense. Like I remember being like really uncomfortable and people were like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'm like, (laughs) I didn't know we were supposed to have an answer to this, to be honest. I hate that question. Can I just say? Hate it. Everyone also said teacher, by the way. Chinchilla breeder. I love that for you. And honestly, I do know someone who shows chinchillas in competitions. So like it is a legitimate <laughs> profession. <laughs> Lorena's eyes just lit up like I've never seen her eyes lit up. That could have been you. I took a photo attention. like two weeks ago and sent it to her of a chinchilla in Petco. I really wanted to be an ast- uh, astronomer. Um, someone who like Star Trek, like or like did like mapping. I love space. Like I was such a, I'm a big Star Trek girl. I've been a Star Trek homie since like day one of life. And so for me, it was like, astronomer really have to do math um I didn't even make it past trigonometry so like that definitely was out um but I always like had a natural inclination for like creative writing and just wanted to transfer that in an applicable way that wasn't like let me like sit in my sad girl cottage and like write um weathering heights you know like that was just not my style but I don't know I just remember thinking oh like I'm really getting into movies like at age 14 like I'm actually alienating everyone else around me um I don't have any friends and I am just sitting in my house watching American Horror Story at age like 14 is this like something I should pursue like should I like you know move out there and I don't know like go be a PA and that's kind of just the jumping off point I feel like everybody sees like one cool thing that they want to do in film and that like opens the floodgates like I'd be curious to know like if you guys had a moment where like you saw a show and like wanted to do that you know because you're here kind of doing stuff 
I feel like, yeah, for me, it was probably just starting to go to stand up shows in when moving in Manhattan. Like I would go to like the for the first few months, I was just trying to be like a big yes man, you know. So I was like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to do anything, even if I have no idea what the fuck I'm walking into. And I think that after like a few months, I don't think there was any one specific comedian, but it was just going to the same places that I was like, you know what? Like, I want to be a part of this community. Do you know what I mean? Like, like seeing everyone after like coming together and everyone knowing each other and this and that like that's where I kind of was like this is where I see myself a little bit versus like a tv show you know what I mean like I don't think there was any one specific and I feel like you guys would appreciate this as New Yorkers I being not from New York got to pick it's like okay we're going into media right do we move to New York or do we move to LA like what's the what's the move I've been in New York like 10 times in LA once Every fucking time I went to New York, I had the worst experience of my life. I I, just remember, I can like name you like 10 of those. It's like I get off the subway, like getting into JFK and like, you know, get off, get off the train. And like a man just like comes up to me immediately and just screams at me. Like just weird. No, but that's every day. It's every day. Well, guess what? I can't fucking take that. Like I cannot. It's I would insane rather, that I'd actually rather... like her friend was with her a few weeks ago and a month ago told me about this and was like, no, like out of the blue, someone in a crosswalk just goes up to Tori and just fucking screams in her face and just walks away oh my god okay well that i don't know if that happened to uh, you and me i do remember my my first roommate she moved from chicago and it was like you know new york moment and then she's like going to work her first day and there's a person jacking off next to her at the bus stop it's a rite of passage it's a rite of passage i don't want to be part of yeah i would rather people honestly in la just be so fake nice and then shank me in the back like when i walk away because i can't (laughs) handle the conference the constant confrontation that is new york city so i moved here after college i studied film and tv and you made some bad short films along the way like don't be go looking those up they're not cute where did you go to school again i went to cal college i went to auburn university in the state of Alabama. We love public school tuition. Did you know anybody in LA when you moved here? So I knew my cousin. I knew my cousin who was five years older than me. And in like, you know, we can get into like job stuff. It's what sucks I feel like about the industry is some like nepotism can be enough sometimes where it's like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Just that was one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Nepotism can be enough. It can be enough. For your book one day. Correct. That's going to be that you open the jacket and it just says nepotism can be enough. It's sometimes what sucks is like, I hate to say it, but it's like, I think to succeed at a certain level in LA, you need to be whip smart, whip funny, have nepotism and be good at what you do in order to just hit Mm -hmm. all the things. So, you know, what, I like hate to say it. My cousin was a producer and that's how I got my first internship was like, you know, somebody for anybody listening that needs advice in comedy. Nepotism is enough. Nepotism is enough. Um, it absolutely is. But takeaways, I used to, thank you. It, huge takeaway on funny girl podcast it's not funny that nepotism works um but i say that because i want to like break down barriers of like expectations because i think that there are ways to succeed without nepotism i'm just not going to be the person that's like and i broke in by knowing zero people you know it's just like i know one person and that one person had like a pretty good position and but to your point like all jokes aside i think there is something to be said about like you know, that's family, but there's like just networking, communication, like in connections. Like, I think that that's a big skill set that when you're going into high from high school into college, like it's so important as an adult to have that, you know what I mean? I don't know. There's a part where it's like where someone can like bust their ass for years. And then it's like, 
Okay, cool. Well, they have a connection or not. You know, it kind of works both ways just because you are so incredibly talented. Well, can I tell you that my cousin cross-vetted me because like we have such like a, we have an age difference to where she's like, honestly, like, I don't even know if you're legit. So like do these 40 tasks for me and like, we'll have a conversation. Could you imagine? She's like hazing you. She, I got hazed. I got hazed to get this internship. That sounds a little power trippy. I'm not going to lie. I know. She's like, if you can give me three coffees in five minutes from all different places, Bluestone, Starbucks and go get them then you're fucking in it. Yeah, I would have lost at that. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> what was your first job? My first job, okay, was at this place where it turned into my internship at Awesomeness TV, turned into a job. Okay. Uh, then we were bought out by Viacom very shortly thereafter, and I didn't have a job anymore. After like three months, it was fun. I worked at Barnes & Noble. Ooh. Fun fact about me, most people don't know that. I did work at Barnes & Noble um, the holiday season of 2017 into 2018. So Tori actually taught me a crazy fun fact. Uh, I believe, yes. Hit me. When we when you were working at Barnes Noble, I don't know if you know this, Helena, there's like a, a concept where you go into a library or a bookstore, you have to poop. Have you heard of this? No, but I have another crazy thing about pooping. So we were at dinner the other night and one of the people we were at dinner with has to take all their clothes off to poop. It's like a thing. That is not conducive to living. <laughs> they found out because they were like on a road trip and they're like, dude, like, why did you take so long in the bathroom? And he's like, I, I had to take off all my clothes at a gas station bathroom. Oh, yeah. not the gas station yeah. bathroom. And they have like methods. They. <laughs> I am upset. And I'm so sorry to this man. That is not conducive to living. Okay, wait, sorry. Back to your story. So... I no, hate let's to say this, but thank you for telling me that. I don't know why I feel you, bad no. to know that, but well, I want to thank you for telling us that because I feel better about myself. <laughs> also, we looked up an article when we were at dinner. It says like John and thousands of other, and they're like usually it's like many other people, but they're like thousands, aka like nobody has a thing. He said the guy said no. He goes one in ten people. <laughs> one in have ten to people take their clothes up. No, but we're like poop. that's incorrect. No, it's incorrect. They said. Hey, funny girls listeners, if you also have to strip to poop, let us know. I yeah, don't even host honestly, this show, but I would like no, to know. We have no no judgment, no shame. This is an interesting question to me. I'm just imagining like him being on Wikipedia and being like, that's it. I have a community now. Makes <laughs> a know, Reddit, <gasps> makes a Reddit. There's like two people that write it. And he's like, I knew it wasn't just me. Let's find the Reddit. Let's, find, let's infiltrate the Reddit. I want to know what these people are saying. What do you read when you're naked on the toilet? Okay, we continue your story. So I'm going gonna, gonna to look this up. I derailed my time because I want it to be known that like it was an insane thing that happened. I did go do like the holiday shift being a post-college grad, you know, who did have you a hustled. film job, you know, and then worked at a bookstore. But what's funny, yes, the uh, Marie Aoki phenomenon, I believe is what it's called. Okay. Um, please cross-reference. Uh, you have to poop whenever you enter a space with books. They don't know why this is there are speculations that i didn't just... believe tori do you remember i didn't oh, believe we were when i told we marina just, this I... we were in the wilderness so no one could look it up we didn't have cell service and so everyone just i was had everyone no one believed me and i had to live with She's that like, for two it, days. it was so matter of fact it was so like yeah duh. i mean what you don't know about the phenomenon that when you go into a bookstore you have to poop and i was like sometimes when i used to play hide and seek so i really had to pee but i never had the same experience with going it's to the excitement bookstore. i love books i love the way they smell i love that it's gonna be a journey and i get excited when you get excited your bowels just move <laughs> i got really southern there your bowels just move around you know okay so from <laughs> <laughs> let's trace it let's trace the path from there i did get a job after i actually still work at barnes noble five years later somehow 
kind of, I don't wish that it was horrible. <laughs> Shout out to Barnes and Noble. Um, then I worked at America's Funniest Videos, crazy job that then kind of springboarded me into like figuring out really what I wanted to do. Like I really liked comedy and I liked that I was around pretty funny people, even just doing what I did, which was like admin. And I was like, how do I get into scripted TV comedy? Like how do I leverage that? And just tried to make connections like where I could, uh, years ago, like the big thing that people did was the awesome assistance Facebook board. I don't know if that's been mentioned on the podcast, shout out to awesome assistance. Um, you've got to be accepted into this like Facebook group, but once you're in, you know, you're, you've got all these jobs. It's huge. Tori told me about it and I couldn't believe it existed. Like you have to have some connection to entertainment, but there's all these job postings, advice, people requesting scripts, like, Massive Everything. network. I've been in like so many crunches. Like, you know, when I then transitioned into management, I was like, oh, I got to like find this person's contact info. Great tracking board that I say in quotes, like find your tracking board of information that's like coming down the pipeline. To get into um, this Facebook group, it's like, who is your uncle? <laughs> must, must have a cousin to get Did in. Did nepotism work for you? Yeah, like just like, <laughs> it's only one poll and that's it. Did, are you a fan or understand the concept of nepotism? Yes or no? Right. The definition of nepotism. No cheating. Don't look on the internet. Um, no, but it's a great group. And I'm, I found a posting for my eventual job, which was at Bilstein Entertainment Partners. Met Lorena Sacchetti. That was my biggest takeaway of the job. No fucking shit. That's not a lie. One time I like walked into the kitchen, saw her and cosmically knew that like, even if I didn't know this person right now, in whatever capacity, this was going to be a very important person in my life. What's funny is on the first day of my job, like I go into Rolstein and I, there is never a nerve in my body that wanted to be a manager. And my boss knew this. Like I didn't go in like bullshitting. Like I sat down and I was like, I'd love to be like a producer, showrunner. I'm also a writer. And he's like, bingo bongo. That's fine. Shout out to your boss. Shout out to George Heller. Great person. <laughs> phenomenal man love george we love george uh, george was my boss for three years if he wasn't great i don't think i would have stayed as, as someone that interviewed at brillstein um i do believe that george is the best person there <laughs> um when i was uh, stalking everyone who worked at brillstein on linkedin i saw the name george heller looked at his instagram social media and thought mm, that is a nice man and i support him as a person he i know that he's loving that he's getting some airtime right now shout out to george <laughs> Uh, but he was great. There was no like pretenses with us. Like he always knew. So I go in bebopping being like, what I want from my time here is to read a lot of scripts. Cause he was a literary manager. So I knew I was going to get like in that really cool position of getting fun stuff from clients, potential clients, you know, that pipeline that just opens up and just getting to read cool projects that mm -hmm. came through the company. Um, but I go to sit down on my first day and I actually sit next to Rachel Heffler and I sit next mm. to, another guy who Gorgeous. was an assistant at the time who was like a very cool like now amazing manager and the girl that I was replacing was training me and she's like so like tell me like what do, what do you want to do like do you want to be a manager and without missing a fucking beat I look at her and I go who the fuck like actually wants to be a manager <laughs> in the office in the office oh I have no sense of self-preservation at this moment for whatever reason. Like, I don't know why that would be my first thing to just say into the ether. But uh, I say that the people, Rachel included, claim to not have heard me. So I'm like, thank fucking God. But I did tell this story. Listen, like, honesty is the best policy. You had to walk in there and be like, yo, motherfuckers. No. I think it's just so ironic that I sat down next to two brilliant minds being like, who actually wants to do this? You're signing your life away. Death sentence. I now left Rolstein with like the biggest respect for managers. It's such a hard job that takes the right kind of person to be a good manager. And I just have 
this is this is uh this is my PR person talking like, oh, you put this bad thing into the world about management. You actually have to correct it now. So this is my official statement. Management. You have to do it in all black background with white text. We have a uh, official announcement coming in from Tory Chancellor just at this time. Tory, please take it away. I sincerely apologize for my early views on management. Through my three years at Brillstein, uh, my views were significantly challenged for the better. And I left Brillstein not only a better person, but a person that respects managers, even though she does not want to be one. Thank you. (laughs) Unfortunately, at this time, you're going to have to be canceled for another three years. Are you telling me I have to go back to fucking Barnes and Noble? <laughs> you got to go back to Barnes no! and Noble. But it was a cool three years. It'll be good for your digestive system if you go back to Barnes and Noble. You're so, you know what? I You're right. I was such a regular pooper. Never been the same. Never been the same. But I don't work at Brillstein anymore. I now work at um, Seth Meyers' production company. Uh, not doing late night stuff, but his uh, scripted TV endeavors. So that's very fresh. That's only six weeks old. So I know we're doing a little jumpy jump around, but... Uh... What was your first week move like being in Los Angeles slash West Hollywood? Like what was like how was the adjustment for you going from Alabama to LA? Like diving into entertainment. I know we've obviously just talked about like you did some, you know, awesomeness in America's Funny Home Funniest Home Videos and then Burlstein culture in terms of all the assistants being very close to each other and things like that. So like kind of what was it like looking at it from the perspective of living there. How many years have you been here? What, like four? Guess what? I just celebrated my five-year anniversary. You did. I yes, did. Yes, we did. Yes, I did. Five years. They Five say, years in Los Angeles. They say for five years, it's like it's real. So I'm ready for you guys to hit the five-year mark so we can all have a little celebration of being LA homies. Very far. Helena's a newborn. You're a newborn, newborn baby. When are you going to celebrate Tori was here on my first night out in LA. I was. And not, yes, I bore witness and then kind of forgot who Helena as a person was because my phone got stolen in West Hollywood <laughs> because they're running a ring out at West Hollywood for gay people having their shit stolen. You heard it here first. It, That's a real thing, by the way. Where was it again? Just so we can... Mickey's. Mm. Mickey's West Hollywood. I, it's actually more rampant at the Abbey. That's insane. We're going to make enemies on the Funny Girls podcast. Gay women live on the east side anyway, so I don't really go to West Hollywood anymore. So first, first week in L.A., First week in LA, bad with a capital B. Let me tell you about it. So I'm not, I grew up very Southern and very religious and I went to church like 18 million times a week and (laughs) I'm not, I'm a spiritual person, just not like a religious person anymore. Like I I don't really go to church and uh, sorry, mom, I like know that you don't want me like saying these things on the podcast. Is there a church in West Hollywood? There is like a beautiful, I think Catholic church that does great bell songs. Like sometimes I like walk out my door and I hear like, Dong, 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 dong. And I'm like, oh, that was, I just sang the Star Wars song. That is not, <laughs> that is not. Like, whoa, what world are we living in? <laughs> that cool was, church. I think that was the Darth Vader theme song that I just sang. <laughs> that is not what this church is playing. Although I would be a member of it if it were. My first week in LA, girlies. I went to a Dodgers game my first night. So like I roll up, my internship's going to be like three days from like the, the May 25th post-up day. I went to my favorite Thai restaurant in Alabama uh, because I was like saying goodbye to my home. My parents, I don't think believed I was going to live here. Like <laughs> they, if they like had any foreknowledge, it was not shared with me, uh, which we'll get to later in the story, but they were just like, we'll see you for your internship. And I'm like, this is goodbye. <laughs> like this is sayonara. I eat my favorite meal at this restaurant, spring rolls with like shrimp, tofu, all the jazz. My mom and I get on a plane and she's getting me settled into my home and, and my 
college alumni club is going to a Dodgers game like that first night. And I'm like, absolutely. Like I'm going to like get plugged in, you know, and I'm going to go like watch like major league baseball for the first time in my life. Like I'm turning over a new leaf. Like who is she? She goes to, she goes to Dodgers games. Yeah. City girl. Definitely haven't been back since, but, um, (laughs) I go and I like, I'm having fun at the game. I'm meeting some people. I'm like starting not to feel super good. Like I had a danger dog and I'm like, you know how, you know, like the hot dog, like wrapped in bacon, not the culprit, but Later that night, I'm at my new home. Um, I'm my mom is a flight attendant for my internship. She like hooked me up with another flight attendant that had an open room in her house. What? Shout out to Terry. Uh, her and my mom actually ran into each other at the airport today because they're both flight attendants. What? And they had like a little reunion. It was really cute. Shout out to my mom and Terry. I lived with Terry for like three months while I was in my internship, but she had like a really cute twelve year old daughter at the time, and I'm like gonna live with them for the summer, like in their spare bedroom. 2 a.m. rolls around. I am, I literally wake up out of sleep. I'm catapulted. I'm shitting my pants and throwing up at the same time (laughs) without having my eyes open. Like it was, (laughs) I was catapulted from REM sleep into just shitting and vomiting right away. Oh my God. Did anyone like see? My mom was sleeping like in the bed with me because she was dropping me off. I had the same thing the first night of, um, So the first night of going freshman year of college, my, you know, my mom came to be with me and we came two nights before or whatever, like school has not even started. We're staying in the Sheraton, Sheraton, we're staying in two two beds next to each other. I go for a walk with one of my friends. We ended up at a frat party. I come back and my mom's like dead asleep. I start throwing up in the bed. My mom gets up. She goes, are you fucking kidding me I was so fucked up in the same room as my mom and she's like are you fucking kidding me you better be up at 7 a.m to like move in but she was just like what literally so drunk that I couldn't even make it to the toilet like she didn't even know I went out like oh my god She's like, you haven't even moved into college yet. Well, do you know what? That was my fear because I'm living with like a, a, a stranger to me. And I'm like, she's going to think I went out to the Dodgers game, got massively fucked up. Like in the pre- like in, I live with her and her 12 year old daughter. Like this is not a good look for me, but on a scale one to 10, how fucked up did you get? Not, I didn't have one, one drink lore, not one drink. I know. Is that a Dodgers <laughs> game? I didn't drink. I think oh, it's a little precarious. It's a little bar- that's a little bizarre, right? A little barbaric. I don't know. So the hot dog was the culprit no, though? No, no. The spring roll was the culprit because are you ready? Here's the second part to that story. My mom also gets sick. <laughs> I mean, the question, is Ty really good in Alabama? Okay. I wish I had a better answer for that. I was, I thought I was going to like vehemently defend the restaurant and then I was like, what, this is not the hill I'm going to die on. So <laughs> you're right. No, I Thai food is not that great in the state of Alabama. Um, and have I been to that restaurant since? Yes, I have. Because I guess I don't learn my lesson. So <laughs> my mom also gets sick the next day. But I spent the whole reason why I wanted to go into the fact like, oh, like I'm not really religious anymore was because I it was so bad and I was so sick that I was like, God's punishing me for moving to Los Angeles. No, God that? says that I shouldn't have done this this is a mistake and that's how bad it was that's how bad I felt to be like the universe god whoever it is isn't it crazy to think of that big fuck you also question going off of that were you out when you moved here or great question so my out situation I think is a very complicated thing because once I had a lot of self-preservation in high school when I like realized I was gay because I just watched people around me who were gay get treated very poorly 
And I, there was never really a doubt in my mind that like my family wouldn't love and accept me, but just because of all the crap that I saw, like from other people, I just didn't even want to take that risk. So when I got to college, even though I was still in Alabama, I was like, definitely like, I'm gay, I'm gay. Here's a crazy thing. It really wasn't out to my parents until like last fall. But I, uh, my, when I was working at Brillstein, my boss at the time, uh, went to New York for a long time and I hadn't seen him. And I went to hang out in New York like last fall so I was like we should get uh, a lunch like we haven't seen each other you know I work for you and I haven't seen I haven't seen you in like six months we get our lunch and we're just like you know catching each other up on like personal stuff and we're sitting we're having soup and um I was like you know what I could be I'm gonna be vulnerable in this moment like it's not that I'm never not vulnerable with him I was just like you know I could I could go out there I really haven't talked about this so I tell him like yeah like something crazy that happened to me recently was um like I got out as my family, you know, which was a weird thing. Like, I don't know. It just felt odd. Like it's this thing I'm kind of walking around with that I don't really have to worry about anymore. And he goes, wait, you weren't out to your parents? And I go, no. Like, I mean, you know, just like not for any particular reason, it's just the South. And he goes, okay. Cause that's weird because when you interviewed with me, the first thing that you told me was that you were gay. Like that was in <laughs> yeah, a job exactly. interview and you were just like, I'm gay. I'm gay. That's so interesting that he was just like, wait a second. I think the first thing that you said as a personality point was that you were indeed gay. You're like, wow. Well, that is correct. I know it's nothing to hide here. And I was having fun with it because I was like, Hey, I think being gay makes me like kind of fill in a gap for you where it's like, I can read, you know, certain things like for sensitivity for like, you know, and just have a different perspective. Like I might value, not that you wouldn't value those people more, but I can kind of like seek those people out because it's an underrepresented mm-hmm. demographic. So I just think that I love that I really went in, I go in guns a blazing for everywhere that's not the South is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. It is a bullet point personality trait for me. Well, I do think that there's something about LA or like moving places that people feel like they can really be who they want to be. And like, because everybody, you could like, people could shit on LA so much from outside, but like everybody is pretty authentically doing what they want to do here. You know what I mean? Like they come on a mission and it's honestly inspiring. Like people come on a mission to be like, this is who I want to be. And I want to be here. I find it so inspiring. I find I like, I've met the best people here. My joke with myself is every time I go to a gay event, I actually like get a scooter. Like I get a bird or I get a lime. I'm usually wearing like a really flamboyant outfit and like, you know, I just want like a little girl from like Oklahoma, like visiting LA with her family to like watch this like weird flamboyant girl on a bird going by, like wearing like painted handprint jean pants, like for pride and like a crop top and like a space, like space buttons, you know, I'm, I am the moment I am representation. They see you, me, only me. I am the face of gay. Screw Jojo Siwa. Tori is float. I should have been twerking on the float. That was my float. (laughs) That is really, really. Well, thank you so much for telling us about that. That is fucking hilarious. Not to bring the mood down, but no, not that's not a that's not bringing the mood down at all. I mean, it gives us more of a little flavor, a sense of who you are. It is. I'm very spicy gay. We love. I don't know what that means. I don't think it's like that crazy. I think that people do have like different personalities, and it's not like you're a different like funny person it's not like you're whatever like your parents are like oh I know all of Tori but it's like maybe that specific trait I, I, I just I don't think that's that abnormal actually it's not and like I don't think it's a fake thing either I think it's just it's well it's preservation and then ever since this happened right like I've kind of used used the issue to be like okay so like not to like retaliate against my parents, but it's like, okay, like I'll be transparent. Like I was like face down in a ditch, like last week, you know, after binge drinking 
that was not a true story. They're like, but okay, Tori, you know, yeah, hold it back a they're little. They're like, please, like, I want to revoke the transparency policy. That's the funny thing with parents. You know what I mean? It's like they say that they want one thing. I'm like, you got to be very careful what you're wishing for, guys. <laughs> Absolutely. My mom, like, begs me. She's like, I, like, if you, you don't have to update me on everything. I'm like, oh, oh, I thought, I thought we, you know, achieved this thing. I'm like, we got to, we got to know. We got to be on the same page. But nobody wants to hear about mushrooms or enlightening, I guess. So <laughs> my parents don't enjoy that lecture. Will you have any funny boys on the podcast? Yes. That is something that we are definitely, I think that we were both, due to the fact that I think it was maybe not in our initial thought, but then some of the guests that we've been excited about recently, we're like, we're not not having funny guys on. Okay. Amazing. The concept of being a funny girl in the funny girls podcast is like, you know, it goes twofold. It's like how people are like, Oh yeah, they're really funny for a girl. So I think for, Oh, us, I'm sorry. Ca casual misogyny. Yes. Yeah, so that's, I'm just like, why would we not like for ourselves? Like we, Helene and Lorena are the funny girls, but the funny girls want to interview X, Y, Z. Funny could boys. Be female, male, non-binary. Yeah. I don't, we can give a shit. Inclusive. I want to, we want to, as long as we can learn anything like any tidbit of information that's why it was so exciting to you know hear from you I know we obviously ran off on tangents because there's always so much to talk about but even the fact that the job that you landed today like where you are working today like that is so impressive with the track that you made I bet when you were like on your first week out of leaving Alabama or getting into LA you wouldn't be you know I mean that was your goal but not your expectation maybe to come in what five years at a time now look where you are I know and every day I question my sanity for it okay where are just to just to reflect get to the point where are you get to the point this is like okay um where are you now like what do you what are you up to now like what does five years in LA look like for you five years in LA looks like a lot of antidepressants a lot of cold brew a lot of weed a lot of hard-fought victories and every day I wake up and I'm like you just have to keep doing the same thing over and over again. Do we have any any unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt fans in the house? So the premise of that show was like Kimmy, Kimmy's in a cult and she's in a doomsday cult and she's locked in a bunker and she is led to believe that like if she doesn't push the crank in the bunker, like the world is going to come to an end. And so her method of getting through just pushing that crank for 10 years is like you just have to get through 10 cranks, 10 rotations on this crank. So that is kind of how I live my life. It's like, can you just get through 10 cranks? And then, yeah, you start over, but like just get through the next 10. I actually love that. Just getting by day by day. Cold brew and antidepressants. <laughs> and guess like what? a Frank Ocean album. It probably is. Frank, you can use that royalty free from me. Um, but no, for real. It's, uh, I wake up every day and I'm so happy to live the life that I live because it was the life that very young me dreamed of. Mm. I like got emotional internally for yeah. a second. Please. I could. Should I write a book? I think you should. Should I do stand up poetry? I think you should. Should I take an improv class? I should think I? you should. I think you should. We think you should. Hey, I love the funny girls. Well, you definitely should. I think do stand up. Like you should definitely do a class. And you guys are so knowledgeable that maybe you can help me kind of like formulate <laughs> a five minute set because uh, I have bad ADHD and I really can't sit with my own thoughts or writing for more than 30 seconds at a time. It's totally relatable. It's like, it's like, it's the whole joke of how Helena and I started the podcast in terms of like the way that our brains work. It's like, 
we have our differences that make it so much easier to learn from. You know what I mean? Like I even have a friend who just moved here from Rhode Island recently and he used to do stand up back in New York. He'd like travel to New York. And now like me and him are trying to work on a five minute set together. He's very, he's like, I, he's like, I, you know, I'm just like pushing him. I'm like, you got to do it. We got to do it. So even things like that to Co- Helena's Collaboration point, is the most potent drug that there is. Like I got, that's going to fucking end up on like a Joe Rogan podcast somewhere. as like an anti LGBT soundbite. Like look what these fuckers are saying. Collaboration <laughs> is a drug, but I like, I think it's beautiful that you guys have this partnership of accountability and mutual comedy. And, uh, if there's any funny girl listeners out there that like want to partner up, like I know that I would do so well in a partnership formation like you guys are. So, you know, I love that. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming. We absolutely loved every single second of it. Where can people, do you want to be found on on the internet? Oh, find me, find me. I'm there. Um, my name is Tori Chancellor. My Instagram handle is Chancel Tor, which is Chancellor <laughs> with a T, like my name, C H A N C E L L T O R. Working on cool projects right now, producing some fun things that will come to you in late or um, excuse me, early 2023. Um, some web series, some comedy endeavors. I think it's going to be fun times. But you can also find me on Twitter at uh, at also Chancel Tor. So. Yeah, we'll be things. sure to throw this all in the bio as well, guys, because there are fun projects coming your way on Tor's account as well as the Funny Girls account. So we'd love that cross collab. And we're so excited about episode eight. It's been fucking awesome. And we've learned a lot. And we're so thankful for you coming on the podcast. Girls, thank you. All right. Rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Tori, for being here. And bye. Kisses. <laughs>